we will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. lose. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. Yes, he's a DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, providing a platform to be heard. So without a for- further ado, you know what we do about this time. We want to welcome our guests, and I think the best way to do it is like this. And now, the officials are ready, the fighters are in the ring, and they are ready. White fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go, let's go. Let's get ready. So without further ado, man, we're excited to bring Evan, Young Holy, Holyfield in the building, man. Clap it up for you, man. Clap it up. Clap it up, man. <laughs> yeah, All right, appreciate man. it. How we start our show. Absolutely. How we start our show is a shoot your shot moment, man. So um, we like to ask our guests, there was a time where you decided to bet on it all. Go, you know, um, you know, go for yourself. Do it all. So when was the time that you went to shoot your shot? Give us a quick story. Anytime. Oh, it's just like in life? In hmm. life. It could have been when you shot at one of those females, you know what I mean? It could have been a shoot your shot during school, just any time, man. Shoot. Besides fighting, uh, I remember the one time I, I really had to shoot my shot, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like, talking about <laughs> Steve Nash, Ray Allen type shot, you know? Because this, hey, this is a long shot. This is a long <laughs> shot. Okay, hey, a long shot. It was a long shot. So, um, shoot. I was actually living in Houston at the time because that's when I had got signed and everything when I first turned pro. So okay. um, it was a time I had just got my bonus. You know what I mean? I signed on, got a bonus. You know, it was a nice little check. So um, I wanted to go out to, um, you know, go out to state, you know what I mean? See something I really haven't seen, you know what I mean? So, you know, like everybody really wants to think like they're young, you know, I wanted to go to L.A. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy me a ticket to L.A., you know what I mean? Okay. Round trip it. But this time, I'm going to do it big because, you know, every other time I've ever been on the airplane, I sat coach, you know what I mean? <laughs> but this time, we're going to use this bonus money and really make it work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I had got um, first-class tickets, um, first-class tickets on Delta. So I'm like, you know, I'm pretty excited, you know? So come down to it, it's time for my flight, you know, I'm black. So, you know, I was working on black people time. I was running late. I ain't going to lie. I was running late. So, you know, so I'm running late to the flight and I'm over here looking at the first class ticket. And I'm like, man, it's the chance that I will not be able to use this ticket. Like, dang, I just wasted all this money. So I ended up going there and I'm first class and I see that line. So I'm like, hey, look, time yeah, uh, this, <laughs> this was that profit. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah that's me. It. The me yeah, right there. skipping the line, you know what I mean? The folks looking at me like, man, what this man doing? He tripping. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not tripping. Not today, at least. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I show them the ticket, and they're like, all right, go ahead and get online. I mean, get on, um, get on the flight. So I don't get on the flight and whatnot. So I'm already thinking, like, first class is already sat down, you know what I mean? Because they're the first people to get on the flight, and I'm already running late. So, you know, I skipped online. So I'm walking on, walking on the plane. And I see my seat at the back. There's nobody sitting next to me, but all the other first class seats I take. And I'm like, oh, I don't bought the right ticket because not only am I sitting first class, I got the whole road to myself, you know? So I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm popping. I'm popping right now. You know what I mean? So I put my, put my baggage up. I got my Chinese food, you know, my pretzels, you know, stuff like that. And I got my blanket. I got it on me. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching everybody sit down, you know what I mean? Cause this is my first time I actually like sitting in first class. So, Everybody who's walking by, you know, I get to look at them like, yep, go ahead, get that's, get on back there. You know what I mean? Yeah, call, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even look at this bathroom either. Don't even look at this bathroom up here. Hey, for <laughs> real. Hey, I'm looking at them like, hey, go ahead and go ahead and get in this seat. Because, you know, hey, I hey, I normally sit there, on the, you know, in the first place. You know what I mean? So this is just some – I know what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, you know, everybody's getting on the flight. Everybody's like to sit. 
it's like five minutes to like the door is about to close. So five minutes the door is about to close and god damn, you won't guess who got on the flight mad late as hell. And I was like, I was just like confused. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Alicia Keys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and hopefully it was in that seat next to you that was open. Yes, it was that seat. (laughs) (laughs) So I was sitting there and uh, I'm not even paying attention when she get it on. You know what I mean? I used to hear people gasping. Like, I'm like, damn, what's Mm -hmm. going on? You know what I'm saying? So I look up and she's standing in front of my seat like, you know, like it's like you know, I gotta get up and stuff like that. I'm, I look up, and I look at her, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I know I'm not tripping." And I look back up again. And I'm like, "Oh shit, this is Alicia Keys," and I'm like, "Bruh, it's like instantly like all my cool points just started to dissolve like right then and there, <laughs> bruh." I started, I started sweating. I started sweating instantly, like, bruh. I, was, like, I started like stuttering and shit, and like I'm over here looking at her. I'm like, and she's like stared looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, let me help you with your bags." <laughs> and, I, and I helped try to get that bag out there. Man, that bag heavier than I thought. I'm like, damn, <laughs> So she finally sit it down and shit. And I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like sweating. I'm not even trying to talk to her because I'm like, bro, I am going out the sad way, the worst of ways. Like, you know, this stuff that we talk about when we in high school. Yeah, if I see this girl, yeah. I'm going well, I'm to do I'm this. Gonna I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to put the Mac in. You know what I mean? I'm over here looking at her. I'm sweating like I just got done working out. <laughs> And I did work out that day too. So like I'm over here looking at her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, bruh. And she keep looking at me, trying to conversate with me. And I'm like, Shadi, you you're gonna have to stop it because <laughs> hey, you really got me messed up. She like, damn, I should have brought food too. I should have bought a blanket, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Yo, we I'm can share this blanket now. <laughs> yeah, uh, bruh, I started I started sweating, you know what I mean? I got my nice clothes on, got my nice little sweatshirt. You know, Dior, oh, man. man, I'm talking about, I started sweating that thing out. I'm over here like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like, I'm talking to her, and, like, then finally, I'm just like, bro, I'm going to have to talk to her eventually. I got a whole two hours with her, and it's Alicia Keys, you know what I mean? Like, I got I to gotta spit some. Yeah, you get like, clowned. You, you tell your boys that you sit with Alicia, didn't say nothing, didn't right? Say nothing. Exactly. So, I'm, like, over here, like, I'm about to, I'm about to do it. And then she looks over, and she's like, hold on, how old are you? And I'm like... Damn, bro. I'm not even about to. I'm not even about to try to be able to think my age. You know what I'm saying? I'm like she, she about to come me up before I even get in the door. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm 22. I'm 22. I was 22 years old at the time. And she was like, how'd you get up here? And then she started asking me questions, and I like had to go into like, yeah, you know, I box, blah blah blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. Got that bonus then, check. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, she was like, oh, you must be pretty good if you got up here. And I was like, explaining. I was like, yeah, you know. Um, you know, I, I had got just got signed, blah blah blah. She was like, Oh, so you like what you do? Were you good as an amateur? And I was really surprised that she knew anything about that. So yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, she asked me about my amateur, so now this is my time to really pop my shit because you know I haven't done shit. <laughs> hey, I haven't done shit as a pro, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, I ain't no, I ain't nobody wants to come to um comes down to being a pro because I don't have no fights. But I was like, mm-hmm. but my amateur, I was like, man, I was let ready. Let me tell you about that. Yeah, I said, let me tell you about that. I got over 80 fights. I almost made the Olympic team, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And, you know, she's, like, real interested in stuff like that. But it ended up coming down to it. You know, we started taking off and landing. You know, I I played it off, act like I was watching something on my phone. But I wasn't, you know what I mean? Had to stop the conversation to think about something. You know what I'm saying? So we flying, <laughs> and she, like, asking me, like, what hotel am I going to? And I'm like... Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, you know, I'm at the Intercontinental because, you know, that's one of the best hotels. You know what I'm saying? She was like, she was like, oh, how ironic. I'm going to the Intercontinental, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, bro, let me just keep going out the sad way because, <laughs> <laughs> because when she, I hope she just don't ask me nothing. So she was, like, eventually asking me, like, you know, if I need a ride or anything. And I was just like. Nah, oh, I don't need no ride. Oh, you turned down the ride? You didn't want to share the ride to the hotel? No, I was I was going out too sad. And then, like, the crazy thing is, I ended up going up, going to the bathroom and whatnot. I look in the mirror, and I had a big booger in my nose the whole time. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. How you coming from? <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, brother. 
<laughs> no, no, I came back out. <laughs> I came back out. What and like, no, because I knew it had to be real messed up. Because when I came back out and she seen me again, she looked relieved. Like finally, he got it. What? I don't. Image that that that's up there, man. What a shoot your shot. That, yeah, that, yeah, bro. That shit was crazy, bro. <laughs> So Evan, man, where did your um, your love for sports start? I think I could probably realize some of it, but where did your love for sport in general start? Um, I had my first fight when I was eight. So um, after that, my mom didn't want me. Um, I only had one fight. You know, I won that fight too, knocked the boy down and everything. But my mom, uh, I'm a mom's only child, so she mm-hmm. she she didn't really mess with it. You know what I mean? So she was like, um, she wanted me. She literally had me play every other sport hoping I'd fall in love or find a passion for something else. Um, hoping I wouldn't box, you know. So I literally played, besides boxing, you know, we all know that. I did taekwondo, track, basketball, football, wrestling, gymnastics, um, swimming. The only sport I didn't do was wow. soccer because, you know, I, I really ain't trying to get kicked in my um, <laughs> kicked in my ankles or nothing like that. But, yeah, the other than that, I did all those, all those sports and, um, and coming through middle – Mm-hmm. Anything come close? I mean, I mean, to the love, like to anything, like maybe there was a path or you know, kind of headed down that that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the sports I really liked coming up, um, growing up was um, I know track was fun because um, when I was younger, I used to roll with my whole family, my whole like my whole like all my brothers and sisters. Because you know, I got ten brothers and sisters, like everybody, but like I say, the last, um, the last two because they're a little bit too young to be on the team, but literally the whole, my, all my brothers and sisters were on this track team. So it was cool wow. just being able to compete on them and not be on the, um, some of the relay teams with my um, with my brothers. Like my brother Elijah plays football, you know, we yeah. the same age. So, you know, we'd be on the same relay team or our relay teams would be competing against each other and stuff. So, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, the other sport I liked a lot was, um, was football. I really thought – you know, just like any young person, you know, who grows up playing NCAA, you know, Madden, you know, stuff like that. You know, they have, you know, if not hoop dreams, you got NFL dreams, you know what I mean? But um, I understood what NFL stood for, you know, um, pretty early, not for long, because, you not know, clearly my, my my dreams never lasted for long. Uh, I was got thing in um, ninth grade running. Uh, I was playing wide receiver. So um, it was during practice. And we were going against the varsity or the JV or something like that. And I had ran a slant. And the quarterback had let me out a little bit too far. And I'm talking about I got my shit lit up, boy, man. I got <laughs> lit up. And um, I didn't see the person who who really lit me up. So, like, I remember I was walking back to the huddle, and I remember I was mad. I was like, I was pissed. And, I'm like, you know, I'm pissed at the – I was pissed at the quarterback because he let me out too far. But I'm also pissed because mm-hmm. I didn't get to see who hit me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm like, dang. I'm thinking, I'm like – Dog, I'm getting hit by shit I ain't seeing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, of course that happens sometimes in boxing, but I'm literally getting hit by people I'm not seeing. There's too many people to account for, and I'm getting hit for other people for other people's faults. You know, because he let me out too far, and I was like, at that point, I was like, nah, I'm I don't want to play any other sport but boxing because at the time, you know, too coming up through like eighth and ninth grade, I did a mm-hmm. lot of research on um. You know, because I started boxing when I was, like, um, seventh and eighth grade. So I did a lot of research on, like, you know, young prodigies. For some reason, in 2000 – I'm in class in 2016, so, like, about 2010 to 12, for some reason, there was a lot of young child prodigies coming up or being recognized at the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, just like out of nowhere. I don't know if whether it was this um, social media or um, or, like, YouTube or, like, the um, t- technology was giving us – you know, the ways to see it now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, I was able to see a lot of those, you know, a lot of child phenomenon. So I really wanted to be good at something myself too, because at the time, my brother Elijah, he was doing his thing in football. He's always been his fire football, you know, and that's just been his thing growing up. He's running back, right? Went to Georgia, all that good stuff, right? He's up there in Cincinnati right now with the Bengals. But, um... Yeah, so, you know, I got to, you know, I always got to see him do that, and I got to see, like, all the work that he was putting into and stuff like that. So, like, I kind of made a, a mental shift of, you know, at a young age, well, I 
reluctantly, I was able to pick it up, you know, at a pivotal moment in my life because if, if it could have been two years later, you know, it might, it might have been too late, you know what I mean? And it could have been two years earlier and I probably wouldn't have been serious about it, you know what I mean? And I probably yeah. would have faced out the sport. Like I see a lot of um, these um, younger kids do, you know what I mean? They may like it for right now, but they eventually phase out because, you know. Get burned out. Yeah, you know, with life and stuff like that. But um, at the time, I was like, you know, around 2010, I would say like 13, 14. I understood that everything that he was doing in his day or in his life was conducive to him going to NFL. Like, I honestly knew he was going to NFL before he even went to high school because literally everything he would do was conducive to football. You know what I mean? Whether it was summer, mm-hmm. um, he'd run, lift weights and stuff like that. And go to football camps all summer, you know what I mean? So uh, I wanted to, I wanted to find something I can really put all my marbles in and really invest my time into because at the time, too, I was getting ready to go into high school, too. And one thing about high school sports is whether you're doing football, basketball, or whatever school sport it is, you know, it's seasonal, you know what I mean? Yeah. But best, you know, but best believe when it's their time to, you know, when it's their time to do it, they're investing their time because the school's going to make them invest their time into it and uh, and at the end of their four years that's their invested time and then they go on to the next chapter in their life you know with something that they have in their mind that they really have an idea of what they want to do you know what i mean but there's no cause for boxing or nothing like that but i understood i had to invest my time because even though there's no um college for it but i also knew the highest level of where i wanted to go because before i, I did say, um <laughs> i would say you understood what the highest level of it was yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's interesting where you're at, man, because we always have this conversation on the sport uh, on the show about, you know, where the kids can should specialize early. You know how kids kind of specialize earlier and earlier in what they want to do. And I yeah. have my own opinions about it. But as a young professional, you think that's beneficial to them to specialize early? I feel like I feel like everything ties into it. You know what I mean? At the same at the same time, because with every all the sports I've done, I feel like I pull a little bit of everything for every experience and I mend it into what, um, into what's works best for me, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the ring, uh, in the gym. So like, you know, I could say like the top sports I probably pull from really is, you know, I had wrestled in middle school. I know wrestling really helps out. It really helped me out a lot. Taekwondo mm-hmm. helped me out the most because mm-hmm. I was actually number one in the nation um, for about like a year or two before I quit. And that's the last sport I played before boxing besides, um, besides getting hit in football. And stuff like that. I feel like um, football really didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> football really ain't help. <laughs> but but gymnastics helped a little bit and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. But to answer your question, I feel like um, the athlete or whomever the person really is really needs to want it for themselves in order for them to put in that extra work because it's not. It should never feel like homework. You know what I mean? Oh, like yes. bo- boxing is my favorite my favorite thing to watch, you know, when I, when I watch boxing, like, I honestly, like, you know, I'll be watching these fights on like, you know, like on TV and stuff. I get like butterflies and stuff, you know, when I see that stage and I see these championship fights, cause I feel like one day, hopefully, or in due time, I'll be there. You know what I mean? And I'll have those same, and I'll be able to imagine or feel those same emotions that they feel on, on the TV and stuff like that. But, um, you have to do that, man, and that makes sense. So, really quick uh, about your training, man. So, how has training evolved, right? Since you know, just you, your early start, or, or even compared to your dad, or, or how you see trainers? Because, like, I saw the one thing that you the little little game you be playing, uh, mm-hmm. what's reflex on or whatever, like yeah, reflection. Yeah. So even stuff like that is different in the game, man. So how is training for you now? Uh, trainers um, definitely um, went up a whole bunch. Um, I can I remember from the first time I really. St- first started training and stuff I was, I was pretty young and stuff but um this is things I compare and contrast with all my experiences like the number one thing I really regret was uh I really regret is I used to go to my dad's um to my dad's training um training camps and stuff but at the time I was just either um too young or I was just really must have not just cared or anything like you know what I mean you know when you're young your mind be in different places I was probably thinking about some McDonald's at Happy Meal or something like that um, before I was even worried about him training but like literally those are the things or the moments I wish I could have keyed in and really paid attention a little bit deeper to because um especially when he was younger I know he was probably doing some outrageous stuff or some really neat things but all that is a blur I don't remember none of it but um 
just going through, you know, my life and stuff like that. And I remember I had my first training camp when I was like around like 10 or 11, 12. And it was challenging. And my coach at the time for Taekwondo, because I was doing this for the Nationals, was um, it's a football player named Greg Lloyd. You know, he used to play for the yeah. Steelers. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, that, that man, he really, I feel like he really um, sparked my fire to become um, an elite athlete because I never mm-hmm. really knew what it meant to, or what it took to become an elite athlete. But at a young age, he had got me so accustomed to it with the whole, you, you know, Greg Lloyd, this man is like, that man is crazy. You know, I'm not yeah, going to say he's crazy. He's but a beast. He's yeah. a true <laughs> beast. Like, he's, I would not want to see him. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> scared of him. <laughs> Definitely scared of him. Yeah, so he was like non-filtered and everything. So like, I remember when we used to um, go train with him and stuff. His rule was no parents allowed during the camps because he used to say your parent isn't going to get you out of trouble. You know, your parents not going to be able to help you during this. You know what I mean? And there's going to be times where you're going to want your parents to help you, but your parents not going to be able to help you, especially with me coaching you. So I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that at a young age, and I got it. Uh, I made it. He made me understand that at a young age. There was like no quitting. You know, your body can really. Your body and your mind can really push you past the limits of what these average people really think is possible. You know what I mean? So um, I had got that at a young age. And with that, I just honestly took it and applied it to everything um, I've done. You know what I mean? So, like, whether when I first started boxing for the first, like, two years or whatever, I wasn't good. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, let's get into that a little bit, right? So, I mean, you had nine years as an amateur, right? Yeah. How is that? And like, I didn't know, like in that night, you said 80 fights when you were talking to about the, uh, the story with leash keys, but that's gotta be a grind, man. Like where you have highs and lows, like you said, you started off like, you know, maybe with all this pressure, man. So how was that? Well, when I first started out, I remember my dad first took me to the gym. My first boxing gym was the police athletic league in Bankhead, Atlanta, you know, that boy T.I. for Bankhead, man. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, the boys, hey, hey, they wasn't playing around with me. Huh? So when I first got there, I was like, yeah, I was like literally like 13, 14 years old. But yeah, so I'd be sparring with these folks. And um, I remember their names and they was like Rondarius, Mini-Me, Terrence. So like, they they were all like a little bit older than me. So I was like 13 at the time. <laughs> they were like 18, 19 around the time. But they all won Golden Globe, like nationals and stuff. So like, they were like severely better than me and stuff like that. So like, um, I'll call, I'll go in there and work with them and stuff like that. And you know, they get off on me. They beat me up. You know what I mean? And there'd be days, um, there'd be days I'd be crying and stuff like that. I'd be having snot on my forehead, all on my face. You know what I mean? I'd be crying because you know, nobody I nobody used to, you know, that's one thing about boxing. The older you get into it, the more unfamiliar body is to it. You know what I mean? Cause when you're a kid and you over here throwing punches, you know, no eight year old or a kid is really punching like you know, punch it hard enough to really hurt you. So, you know, that's what happens to these little kids. You know, these little kids get in here with these eight-year-olds and stuff like that, and they and they grow accustomed to it. So by the time they're, like, 13 or 14, 15 years old, they ain't worried about getting a punch. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing much, yeah, it's nothing but a fast game attack to them. You know what I mean? But when you're, like, older and stuff, and you're unfamiliar with literally people touching your face and getting hit <laughs> on the face and your body and stuff like that, it's just it's just looks way more different and – it's more, it's more so like mental. It's more so crazy mentally than what you, than what you're really prepared for. Because you see it on TV and you be, like, oh yeah, you know these guys. I could take that punch, blah blah blah. But no, nah, these punches really hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like the first couple of years, you know, I was really getting touched up and stuff. You know, and there'd be times I'd be like, I'd be crying and stuff like that. I'd go back to the car and I'd be shedding tears and shit. And but my dad will always help me. You know what I mean? He'd be like, there'd be times I'd be. I swore I got my ass whooped, you know what I mean? And part, most of the time of the reason I'd be crying is because not because I got beat up or whatnot. I already knew I was going to get beat up, but it'd be the fact that I, there was a lot of pressure on me mentally in a way because I wanted to do good in front of my dad, you know what I mean? I really wanted to make him proud, you know what I mean? So my dad, I didn't really grow up with my dad like that either. So, you know, like I said, my mom pretty much raised me on her own. I visit him you know, sometimes on the weekends or stuff or birthdays and stuff. But, you know, I really didn't have um, all the time to be around him and stuff like that. So, you know, 
every little time, you know, you know what I mean? Like every time I get around him or whatnot, or we be around each other, which would be rare, I try to, you know, I try to make him proud of me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I want the most of that time. Absolutely, man. That, that that definitely makes sense. That's just that natural bond, right? Like, we all want to yeah. make our father proud, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it wasn't like, really, I wasn't trying to make him proud, you know? I wasn't trying to go out my way and make him proud, but I was definitely not trying to get beat up in front of him, because I thought, you know <laughs> what I mean? I, I, I thought he, like, feels some type of way, but, oh, yeah, you know what? I saw it, you know what I mean? But uh, it was really a learning, it was really um, a learning experience and it really an eye opener to, to where I even at now because I remember I used to be crying in the car and stuff like that. And he used to be like, man, what are you crying for? And I'd be like, because, you know, like I had a hard day or I got beat up. He would be like, but Evan, you didn't get beat up. And like, like, you ain't supposed to beat them either because these people are, are way better than you. They're older than you. You know what I mean? You're going against grown men. But he was like, but the, it's the fact is, the fact is that you're not quitting and you're getting a little bit better every time you go in there. And it was like, it was like, remember last time you went in there, you wasn't able to land any punches. He was like, but you see this time and you got in there and you was landing punches and stuff like that. You're doing a little bit better every time. And, you know, that, that really helped me a little bit, a little kind words can really take you a long way. So, you know, um, that really, yeah, that really helped me out and stuff like that. And, um, you know, kept on going training and stuff like that and boxing. But I started, ended up going to boxing camps too um, over the summer. And I literally stayed, I stay in the mountains for like a week at a time with okay. these, um with these kids from the, um the wide cap boxing gym out there in Chattanooga. And I promise you, they honestly made me want to get better too, because I had went to this camp for a week and there was Olympians there. You know what I mean? There was this guy named Ryan Martin. He was Olympian. Another guy named Roger Hilly. He was Olympic hopeful, and I got to see all those people and see how great they were, you know what I mean? But what right. really shifted my mind was I look at these younger kids, and at the time I was like 17, 17, 16, 17. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had been boxing for like a couple of years, so I was I was actually coming into my own too, you know what I mean? So, like, people weren't beating me up. I was actually getting off on other people and stuff like that um, a little bit more. But it would be the kids that were younger than me that really inspired me because these kids be like 10. 11, 12 years old. Okay. And I, I'm talking about they be walking around like, not the way that they act, but they be, but these kids will literally be walking around like grown men, talking like grown men. And they had a problem with you. They'd be trying to fight you like they grown men. But the way they used to box was like grown men. Like I've never seen anybody so young with a, with a boxing IQ mm. so mature. Mm-hmm. And like I, I seen that and I was like, oh yeah, if they, if they're that young. <laughs> And they boxing cute, they're boxing IQ like that. Like I know I'd beat them because you know I'm bigger than them, you know, I'm, I'm just older. But I'd be like, I was like like but their skill was so was so, you know what I mean? Like it was at so a different, different level. At a different level at a young age, and they understood what they was doing and they was having fun doing it. And that really inspired me to really want to do something like that and take chances myself, you know what I mean? So uh, it broke That's my show point. a little bit more. And yeah, I started understanding. Yeah, that box is really creativity. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not about it's not about doing what the next person can do. It's about doing you know what you can do and the best way you can do it. And like, cause I find your someone, own. So yeah, find your own. What is your style like? What What do you like? Do you have a comparable style, or is it like you know boxes? Because you you're a student of the game, right? Like from yeah. legacy from your dad, but just early on, you were talking about how like you really like watching all of these fights, right? For different yeah. reasons. So. Who do you, if you compare your style of what is your style of boxing? Man, I think my style of boxing is like a good, like five boxes. So, you know, of course, the first box I ever watched is my dad, you know what I mean? So um, I feel like if I fight similar like to him, it's going to be whatever version it is, it's going to be the version before he even went pro when he was in the Olympics. Mm, um, okay. When he was a little bit smaller, he used to bounce on his feet, throw a lot of combinations. I could do that, you know what I mean? Um and I got really good feet, you know. Um, okay. So Manny Pacquiao is somebody who I watched too. I really watched his feet and studied how he closed the distance fast. And I really like his combinations and how he moves. He'll get himself in position to hit you, and he'll get himself out of position after the fact with his feet. You know what I mean? So I like that. So, you know, I took, I took a little bit of that. I took a little bit of that Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson. And, um, and like – Attitude wise, I say mental wise, I feel like uh, 
I try to get like Marco Antonio Barrera, you know what I mean? Because hey, that man stakes don't change for shit. <laughs> if, if it, hey, but if it ain't like my dad, because my dad, my dad's face don't change for shit either, and that nigga don't quit either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go, man. So all right, man. Some some similarities. So you started your pro career at 21, and so did your dad, man. Is that just coincidence? Or is that part of the game plan? That was oh, yeah, crazy. That's completely coincidence. Uh, he had actually came to my um my last amateur fight. It okay. was in um it was in Chattanooga. Yeah, it was actually in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, for the it was the USA team trials, you know, pretty much. And he had seen me fight somebody from no, I fought two people. The first person he, I because he had, it had been a while since he had seen me fight, probably like a year or two or whatever. And like you know, he was here. He was telling me he was hearing about people were telling him like, yeah, people are telling me that you're slick, nice in boxing now. You know what I mean? I know it's been a while, but I heard I hear you're nice. You know what I mean? So he would like so yeah came out to see and stuff like that. But the person who was fighting was some guy from DC, and like apparently they had told him too that this guy is really good too. And he was like, oh yeah, you know people are telling me he's not trying to what do you say? Um, he's not trying to scare me, but he's kind of like trying to like warn me and seeing where my headspace is at. He was asking me like, yeah, you know who you're fighting, right? And honestly, I didn't know who I was fighting, so I wasn't I wasn't worried about nothing. And I'm like thinking, like I'm fighting somebody regular, like and I'm like, nah, I ain't worried about it. You know what I mean? Uh, he was like, yeah, did you watch the tape? I was like, nah, I don't watch tape on nobody. You know what I mean? He was like, oh shoot, you don't watch tape on nobody? I was like, nah, because part of the reason why I don't watch tape on people is because you know I don't want to see something that you know that I don't want to see. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that may psych me out or something like that. Not even saying that stuff like that psychs me out, but why you know what i mean like i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna fi- i'm gonna figure out anyway you know what i mean <laughs> <I'm gonna> do <laughs> me yeah so i'm gonna yeah. um i'm gonna just roll my dice with it but yeah so mm-hmm. um he's asking me do i know i'm fire i'm like nah i don't know i'm fire blah 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 yada yada nah i'm not worried about it he was oh you're not worried about it he was like <laughs> he was like oh well you're part of somebody from dc and i was like oh okay one thing about you know people who come from dc cincinnati new york or sometimes California and Texas, most of the time they can fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> so boxing, I was like, oh. boxing uh, legends, right? Like that, yeah, uh, boxing cities. Certain areas, right? Yeah, Philly's one of them too. So I was Philly. like, damn. Philly. I was like, this boy out of DC. I was like, I raised my eyebrows. I was like, oh, I said, man, maybe I need to figure out who I'm fighting. And he was like, he was like, no, don't worry about it, man. Hey, you find you find this guy Condi. And I said, oh shoot, Condi. I was like, I think I know this man's name. I know that man. And, yeah, and then like I have looked up his last fight, and apparently he knocked this guy clean up last fight, and I'm like, dang. Well, thanks for the heads up. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's no, a minute before the fight, and he's there uh-huh. and stuff like that, okay. and I'm like, dang. I was so nervous. That's like the only fight I've ever thought about. Like, you know what I mean? Like. This is the fight. Uh, this is the fight I was talking about. Like, yeah, this would be like one of my shoot my shot moments. You know what I mean? That's what that's what it really felt like. It was like the nerves were so like were so high for me for some reason. And literally, like, it's not like I don't I don't get nervous fighting around a lot of people or fighting in front of a lot of people. But for some reason at this USA tournament, I was nervous because it's not a lot of people. Oh, there's a lot of people there. But literally here at this tournament, it's literally everybody who you would want to impress or you would, you know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, let's say you're a rapper and you're freestyling and, you know, I hate to say it, I'm not trying to be racist, but let's say somebody like, you know, Caucasian comes up and be like, oh yeah, your freestyle's whack. You're going to be like, <laughs> you're going to be like, shit, I don't even care because what do you know about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly how it was, you know, inside the inside this arena, because it's like, bro, if somebody say you suck inside this arena, oh yeah, they know about it because they box. They do the mm. same thing as you. So these are all right. people you want to look good in front of. USA peers, team, man. yeah, that's your worst, peers, right? you, USA yeah. team coaches here, promoters. If you want to go pro, promoters is here. This is how you make your name, you know. You know mm. what I mean? So okay, like, that's a, hold on, really. You, so you just said something, right? So you said your name, your right? name, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Your dad's name was the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> how did you come up with your name? I mean, it makes, I mean, I can see it, but like, 
how was the transition and how was it, you know, because like you can't name yourself, but you know, how, how did that name come, Young Holy? It's pretty uneventful if you really want the true story to it. <laughs> so uh, when I was like 10 years old, you know, you got to be a certain age to play Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a fake email and made it a little bit older. So when they asked me what you want your name to be, 10 years later, or well, 11 years later, I couldn't think of nothing. But I just looked down at my email and I said, hey, just put down my email. Uh, holy. Uh, holy. <laughs> there it is. No, that's, that's cool, man. That's cool. So uh, talk a little bit. I mean, you, you've already touched on it some, but about, about your name and, uh, you know, your father, you know, to the to the novice boxing fan, that's one of the five to ten names that they probably know, right? So yeah. Uh, having your own style, creating your own lane in the sport that your father was so legendary is, how's that going for you, man? Obviously, you're killing it undefeated. So how, how's that going for you? Uh, I feel like it's going great. I feel like every um every outing I have, you know, every fight is like a truly, is like a truly a blessing because I feel like I take each one of those as a chance to show people and, you know, different shades of myself and to show them how much different I am from my dad. But not even like not even to like it, you know, to that um to that intensity. But it's like I don't even gotta show them, like, you know what I mean? Like they see it, you know what I mean? Like even if you hear the way I talk or just the way I look at I have different outlooks to my father, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a little bit younger and um I've you know, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? So um and I've experienced a lot of things so you know every time i get in that ring and i show them a little bit of something it's truly so fun to do because people hear about you know hear about me or whatnot and um or they may hear i'm following within my dad's footsteps but honestly i don't even think of it like that because it's something i truly enjoy doing yeah. you know what i mean so um that's good man yeah so every time i get in there it's really fun because it's like people don't really expect me to box you know what i mean they don't expect me to be as good as i am because it's really a passion of mine it's not something i'm just doing just for money or anything or i'm just trying to you know raise the the name or trying to yeah it's not it's nothing about the name or anything uh this is something i really uh, enjoy doing and like when one of these days i'm waiting for somebody to say it somebody's gonna be like oh yeah you better do your dad i'm waiting for the day i'm waiting for the day but yeah And then venues, man. Uh, you got to fight down here in, in, in Vegas, man, uh, at a historic venue. So just tell me about that feeling of, of fighting in some of those venues, man, as you kind of come up through the ranks. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that was truly a blessing, too. Um, my, it was actually my first fight. So, like, crazy thing is I have been to the MGM Grand a whole bunch of times. I have been to T-Mobile Arena. Um, I've been there countless times watching Canelo's fights, Deontay Wilder when he won his first world championship. Um, even sometimes with my dad's fight, you know, I've been there up there a couple of times. So, you know, really going to that venue um, was way more different than what I, um, than what I initially thought, because um, I really never thought of myself actually fighting there, you know, even though I was, mm. I've been boxing this whole time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I never put myself in the, um, you know, as, into the perspective of one day I'm going to be fighting here, you know, one, one day. And um, I remember the first, you know, my first fight and stuff like that. And um, the first real thought that really went through my head when I was actually in that ring was, I remember I turned around and I looked down to the crowd and I said, holy shit, how I end up in here? <laughs> <laughs> and they end up out there because all yeah. these times I've been out there looking yeah. inside and I've always thought like, I wonder how that person feels, but here I am. I'm that person, and I know exactly how it feels. And I looked up to see myself on the screen, and I said, "Oh Lord, if anything happened, everybody gonna see this." So I was <laughs> like, "I was like, man, I was like, you know," and like it's really such a awkward or surreal feeling because it's really like a feeling that um that you know not every person is gonna come into or ever yeah. feel this type of pressure, and right. um it really kind of opened up my eyes or really started to make me think like why am I boxing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why like really why am I boxing? Because if I'm gonna feel this mm-hmm. anxious or go through this feel this type of energy on me before every fight and look around and the whole venue wasn't even full. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's gonna get it's gonna get louder. It's gonna be more people. But 
how, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, is this really going to be the way I make my living, you know, for the rest of my life or for a piece of my life? You know what I mean? Well, and um starting off pretty good. Nah, so you, <laughs> you you got a funny way of showing nervousness. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Like, Listen, I, hey, that, that last knockout, man. That, you, hey, the way you come out the gate. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I felt good coming up for that fight, but it was like really my first fight that had me shook because I I had to think about it. I thought about it and I really figured out why I was in there. I figured out why. Thought about my first job. Uh, I had my first job when I was like 18, 19 years old. I worked at Chick-fil-A. I have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and get there by 4 a.m. and not be working in the freezer, you know, hours at a time, you know, pushing the chicken, making the lemonades and stuff. But I used to hate working in the freezer. And number one thing is, I hate working for other people. You know, that's one mm -hmm. thing I learned, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing I also recognize is not everybody has the same respect for you as you have for them, you know? Not everybody's raised the same. So wow. I have a lot of, I'd have a lot of respect for like the managers and stuff, but the, the managers, I'm not sure it was maybe because of my last name or something like that, but you know, sometimes the managers would not be messing with me, you know what I mean? Making me take out the trash all the time, whether remember one time there was a tornado warning going on outside and they made me take out the trash. And that was like literally like my last straw. And I was like, you know, I'm done working for people, you know what I mean? And then yeah, I had the Olympic crazy. thing coming up and stuff. And uh -huh. I remember I told them I was like, Yeah, I'll be back, but I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days because I got this tournament to do. And I really plan on winning it. And the tournament was five days. If you plan on winning, and I was like, so, yeah, I guess I'll catch you guys. But if I make the team, I'm not coming back. Like, I told him that. I was like, if I make the USA team, I'm not coming back. So y'all can just mm -hmm. keep that there. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting put out um, semifinals the day before the championships. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But my dad was so happy that he, you know, from what he had seen, because, you know, I had beat that guy from D.C., which he kind of wasn't <laughs> expecting, you know what I mean? And then the second right. guy um, I had fought was the team captain of the USA team. And okay. I had really beat him, but coming up the politics, you know what I mean? They, they ended up edging it to him. It was a split decision. and But, you know, it was a tremendous experience. But after him seeing that, he gave me the green light to turn pro. I wasn't even thinking about turning pro at the time. He told me, he said, now, he said, now is it, it's the time for you to turn pro because you can fight literally anybody right now. And I promise wow. you, you give them a fair fight. You give him Pops a good fight. Blessing. Got, yeah, gave him the blessing, and um, that's really um what I looked what I looked back to when I was like thinking about like you know why am I in this ring? Thinking back to Chick Fil A and all the things I don't like. I don't like working for people, and I don't <laughs> like working in the freezer. That's a hell of a moment. Hey man, I would have expected that from Popeyes, but Chick Fil A, come on now. Yeah, hey, no, no, because the crazy thing is, up front. Chick-fil-A is pristine. You would never yeah. you yeah. would never you would never question them, but uh, got that from Popeye. Yeah. Hey, go into that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> go into that kitchen. Quick hits, man. <laughs> quick hits. So so I mean, these are just a couple of uh, quick kind of first time things that come to your mind kind of questions, man. So uh favorite athlete growing up. Manny Pacquiao. Love it. Top five movies, if you have top five movie. Oh, hey, Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. He's the GOAT. He's that's number that's one. Good. Number one. Oh, yeah, who else? Then we got Will Smith. Um, What's that one with he turned into movies? I mean, they was turning into zombies. Um, I, I am Smith Weird. Yeah, I am, I am Legend. Okay. Uh, I am I'm Legend. Oh, you call that man weird. Yeah, him and his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> God dang! Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you do it though. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I don't know either. But God dang! All right, let's get back to these movies though. Finding Nemo. That's the goat. That's the goat. Hey, like I'm gonna watch swimming. Finding Nemo with my kids. Yeah, I'm gonna watch He's that. Swimming. He's swimming. Uh, so let's think. <laughs> Number four. I'm gonna say. Um, Avengers, you know, the Avengers series. Yeah, those mm -hmm. those pretty good. The last one was crazy, especially when that man Black Panther died, boy. Mm -hmm. Hurt me. Mm -hmm. So what's my fifth one? Man, my fifth one gotta be a good one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hey, it's like it's like a documentary. Manny Pacquiao documentary. I got it. I love and it. I watch it before every fight. Coldest oh, music. Who? American Gangster. American Gangster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, loving that too. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that one. 
<laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Code is a music artist out for you right now. Who you listen to coming to, to the ring? Oh, it's always going to be somebody from Atlanta. You know, that's that's one thing I try to make it every time. Just try to um, eventually, I mean, I hope I get one of these folks to come out with me. But um, hey, right now, little Baby killing the game. Every single time he puts out something, it's a hit. Like, that shit's crazy. Xbox or PlayStation? I got both of them, but uh, <laughs> PS5, hey, PS5, um, the graphics going crazy right now. If it wasn't boxing professionally, what would it be? Sport wise. Sport wise. Ooh. Uh, let me think. I don't know. It gotta be something five. Hey, I used to I used to want to go to the NFL real bad when I was younger, but I'm glad I didn't ever get caught up in that. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm glad I did I never got caught up in that because it felt like they gotta do so many things that's just like unnecessary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a whole two-hour episode. That's a whole episode. We can talk about that, boy. But yeah, <laughs> what would it be? What would it be? I feel like if I could be fired in any sport, you know what I mean? I have to be fired because, you know, just playing a sport and being a part of it is not fun. You got to be right. good at the sport to really reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I feel like the fire sport to be fired in, it's like soccer or track. It's got to be one or two. Soccer, hey, cause track, hey, being the fastest person in the world, that's goat. Hey, you, that nobody can ever talk shit to you. What? <laughs> you see, you say, "Bo, do this right now." He, yeah, eight years old, he's still gonna doing this. Yeah, hey, I will. I will burn you in real life. Facts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, you already answered my one about have you ever been starstruck? We 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 clearly established hey, that. Man, at least yeah, Galicia. Nah, <laughs> hey, that's the finest light skin. Eh. Nah, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because you know I gotta. You just you know. did. Yeah. <laughs> nah, hey, take that off the record. You're not talking. Yeah, about we'll it. take it off. We'll edit yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia Keys bad though. Yeah, she yeah, definitely she is. is bad. But Rihanna gives her a good run for her money. Okay. Okay, Riri. All right, man. So let's jump into the winner's platform, man. This is where you get to talk about all the dope stuff that you continue to do, man. And, and you're just building this empire, man. We love to see it, man. So you have a new sponsor, man. Talk to us about that and like how it got started and, and, and what it means for you. Oh, yeah. Georgia Hemp Company. Um, Actually, I got two sponsors. Georgia Hemp Company and Habusa. Shout out my boys because they be making them gloves good for my hands. Okay. Yeah, so, but I'm... Um, Talk about Georgia and then tell us about the uh, your gloves. All right. So um, the Georgia Hemp Company, um, and they're really clutch. Yes, indeed. They help me um, maintain my body, you know. So, like, the number one thing about sports is I like, you hear about a lot of athletes getting hurt, you know what I mean, injured. And I feel like a lot of things that go on with that is a lot of people, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this too sometimes, but I'm really getting way better at it, you know, especially being around um, – you know, certain athletes, you know, the mature ones too. Because uh, they always tell me the same thing. They say, take care of your body when you're young. Because when you're young, you feel like you'll never get old. And um, sometimes that's the difference between having a long career and a short career, you know. Um, having a long career really goes by being responsible and um, maintaining your body, almost like a car. You don't wait till your car gets bald tires and gets a flat tire until you want to change the tire because, you know, that's inconvenience. That's going to cost you, that's going to cost you extra money, you know? And in this term, in this way, we're talking money's time, you know what I mean? Time is money. So if I don't maintain my body and I wait till it gets broke down, essentially I'm hurting myself, you know, cause I'm, I won't be able to fight. I'll have to sit some time out and I got to wait for myself to recover and all that that's wasted time. And you don't stay young forever, you know? And that's really one of the most, um, things that really keeps me um, grounded to reality is that time really is to be wasted. You know what I mean? I really right, look at my right. dad and my mom and, you know, just like a while ago, they was, you know, I'm not saying that they old, you know what I mean? Well, they, they, they get in, they, they get in there, you know what I mean? But like, they was definitely younger than what, you know, than what they were. And I'm like, you know, I'm starting to come to a realization, especially with the whole COVID thing. I'm sure everybody knows somebody who's passed. You know what I mean? Um, well, life is short, man. Definitely that part. 
And the yeah. other thing I think you're definitely hitting on is we are seeing these athletes and more and more now we hear about the expense that there's they're putting in the recovery in that phase, like like LeBron, the the T B twelve method and like all of these, you know, like what was the dude, the linebacker MH that used to sleep in the hyperbaric chamber? Uh um right. Oh, he did too. But like all of that stuff. So is that what Georgia Hemp Company does for you, man? Just helps the recovery and helps you kind of, you know, stay active and and things like that. Cause we've been hearing the benefits of CBD and all those things. So. Yeah. They help me get my hands on everything and all the products to, um, that could really, and all the resources to help me, um, keep my body from aching, you know, preventive stuff, you know what I mean? Um, oh. you, you often want to prevent things from happening. So you don't have to even go through that type of pain. You know how that goes. Absolutely. And what's the other one you, so you had the, the other sponsor you were talking about too, for your gloves. Oh yeah, Habusa. This is my first. This is my first um, glove sponsor, and honestly, it possibly could be my last one too. Hey, I, I ain't going. You know, possibly. Hey, they really treat me. They treat me well. They treat me like family. Um, the the name of their gloves is Habusa. You know, hey, they make the real good custom gloves and stuff like that for my hands. And the crazy thing is, um, before I had turned pro and stuff like that, I was having problems with my hands. You know, I had broke um broke my hands a couple times. You know, just punching people in the wrong places. Foreheads. Are not the fun place to fight. If you, hey, that's one thing I can tell you. If you gonna fight somebody in the street, don't punch them in the forehead. You gonna break your hand. You know what I mean? Because I didn't punch nobody in the forehead in the street, but it happened to me in the boxing ring. You know, with boxing right. gloves and stuff. And it's you know, it, did, it didn't work out well. You know, hey, because in reality, your bone, the strongest bone in your body is your forehead. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't even know that. If, nah, if you get shot either. straight, Learn, straight on your forehead, today. like right here. The bullet will slick if the bullet's not like you know, like point you know, blank you know, range. <laughs> yeah, point blank range or like a fucking um huge bullet or whatever. The bullet ought to just bounce right off, curve off. You know what I mean? You'll you'll hear about it. You'll you'll read about it happening in um in the news and stuff. People getting shot right there. It's just ah. you know, it's go right off. You know what I mean? It's just, so so Stephen A. Smith, yeah, Stephen A. Smith got a hell of a weapon on top of his. Face. He's good oh, yeah. to go. Oh, hey, the man, the man around. <laughs> so, so uh, Georgia Hemp is obviously in Georgia, man. And, and I saw on your one of the articles, it was important for you to do kind of your hometown and the local uh, uh, business, man. So how important is that to be your hometown kid and, and take care of home and they taking care of you? Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a blessing and stuff like that. And um, eventually I want to get to a, when I get to a higher level or a higher reach to where I can reach out to more people. I want to eventually start helping out the homeless and the, um, and just um, the kids that don't get the same opportunities as everybody else, you know, whether that's um, af- athletics or within the classroom, you know, it's just whichever way you can help your youth because that's the future of, um, you know, our, our tomorrow. That's good, man. So um, in boxing, right, there's a lot of, you know, Combat sports is now what they're saying, right? All right, let me get a charger real quick. My thing's like that. <laughs> it's all good, I got a charger so right you here. Right? You still hear us? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, so um, while you're getting that, man, just want to get your thoughts of, you know, where boxing is going and your thoughts on just the – I don't want to say it's disrespect. I mean, I kind of – No, you said it. You okay. said it. <laughs> I'll no, keep it that way. Okay. Because MH can finish this for me. Go ahead. Well, Frank Gore, sit down, man. <laughs> so you got these people stepping into the game and the what's all brothers, is that what they are? Anyway, yeah. the internet guys that are like bringing all of this hype, um, media circus. So I so don't you, know what, you remember that uh, show Celebrity Deathmatch? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I feel like it is now, man. This is disrespectful. Uh, so, do you, do you feel that same way about it? I mean, like, hey, I am. Nah, I, mean, I don't feel the same way about it. I'm mean, like, hey, for one, for oh, number really? one, I ain't, I ain't no hater. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, um, hey, look, if I could literally hop on the stage right now and rap for free and not get hit, and I could sell that thing out, and people gonna come and pay for it, man, who gonna, hey, who gonna stop me? Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, who gonna stop me? So they can literally hop in the ring and like damn near risk their life and sell it out with people who want to come see them. And I'm not talking about like, you know, during the undercard, you know, like, you know, oh, they did have 
Yeah, yeah, because they 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 headlining. Yeah, that's the difference. Because you know what I mean. If um like Floyd Mayweather used to do this, that's how he used to build up his his, his fighters in his stable. He used to be the headliner. He used to bring in the the younger people or the smaller people under him that need you know more fans so they can see him. You know, but eventually, but you will know everybody in the arena in the arena that's packed out is literally here to see Floyd win or lose. You know what I mean? So. You know, like why? Why am I going to hate on um the Paul brothers? They're literally selling out the arena because people want to see them. People want to see. Hey, the crazy thing is, people don't want to always see them win. People should no, be no. showing up no. to see to see something bad happen to them too. So like, yeah. I, I'd be like, damn. You know what I mean? It's it's really messed up, but it's making them money. You know what I mean? And people want to keep on buying it until they get tired of it or they wake up to reality. So like, right. if you hated on them and you're still spending money. On the pay per view, like you're, you know what I mean. You're a little bit slow. You're on the slow side, you know what I mean. Because backwards. Yeah, because because you're really supporting them. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, and they're going to turn around. They're going to say all that crazy stuff that they normally do and what they, you know, what they say. But at the end of the day, if it makes money, it makes sense. If they're going to go in there and it's making money, who am I to stop? Because you know they really could have did the same thing and could have went to MMA or UFC, and everybody could have been watching that that goofy stuff. You know what I mean? So, so you did mention the name. You mentioned Floyd. So you're currently undefeated and, you know, you'd have a longer career. So does that sit in the back of your mind? Like, you know, as you're going through, it's like, you know, because we all have to push goals, right? There's goals that we want. So did, did yeah. that thought of come up? I mean, like, hey, because this is, I feel like there's a way to be great, you know? Okay. So um, my ultimate reason or my ultimate goal at the end of the day is I want to go to the Hall of Fame. And I either want to be higher up than my dad, or I want to be right there at the same level, so we can like you know look eye and eye. You know what I mean? I either want to be so I want to be either as good as him, or I want to be better than him. And that's I know that's a, that's a big envelope to push, but that's just what I want that's to do. True. But there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it. So the way not to do it is, you know what I mean? Of course, everybody wants to retire undefeated. But um, there's ways of being undefeated while still losing. You know what I mean? So, and I say that is, in my eyes, I can't call Floyd Mayweather undefeated because it's the way that he did things. You know what I mean? It's he about dodged or didn't fight at the certain right yeah, time. And people, like there's, yeah, there's people saying, there's always going to be people who say that he dodged people. He didn't fight them at the right time. He fought less of competition or – even his last fight, you know what I mean? The man's 50-0, but I truly believe he should be 49-0. Because how are you going to tie the record with Rocky Marciano to be 50-0 record, and you're going to do it with Conor McGregor, an MMA mm-hmm. fighter? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Conor, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, that's the and that's the stuff I, I can hate on. You know what I mean? I can't I can't hate on James. <laughs> I was just about to ask. I was like, hold yeah. on, it's a little bit late, but you hate on that though. Yeah, yeah, I can hate on that because you know what I mean. You're going to tie the record. You're talking about for legacy, uh-huh. and you did it with an MMA fighter. You did it with somebody who you knew wasn't going to be able to beat you in the first place. You know, um, gotcha. not not to take anything away from Conor McGregor, but he's not a boxer. You know, but um, no, but I yeah, get it. but. I get it. But that's what I say about, about the loss. My, one thing my dad taught me is, he said, as long as you fight your hardest, you know what I mean? You give your 100%. Yeah, okay. And we all, we, we all know what that looks like. Yeah, Deontay Wilder gave his full 100%. And you see how he, he got knocked out at the end. But you see how he, he, he really emerged almost as a winner, as a champion after that fight. Because he got more shit talking, more shit off of his last fight and making all those excuses and stuff than what he did for literally fighting his heart out and going out on the shield. You know, that's a champion. That's what gets you into the Hall of Fame, giving out good fights. Because at the end of the day, uh, it's all about entertainment. You know, you don't you don't entertain folks by being scared. There you go. Well, <laughs> hey, man, we're wrapping it up here, man. Been having fun. So this part of the show we like to call the assist, or this is where you kind of give uh, a chance to drop words to live by. So is there a quote, a scripture, or something that you live by that you want to share with the with the people? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Um, when it comes when it comes to all my trainings and stuff like that, um, my thing is suffer today and live tomorrow in peace. There it is. Suffer today, live. Okay, uh, MH, final words. 
Keep going, bro. Thank you for hopping on, man. Supporters of you, man. Obviously, keep doing your thing, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, hey, we want to thank our guest, Evan, uh, for jumping on. And we want to thank you, the guests and the people for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. You know, new shows are dropping every Thursday. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Visual Representation Matters. And just understand, please, please be safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us forcing entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spat out to racks on handmade new rags Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.